This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Happy hump day. Welcome to the Donna and Steve extravaganza. Great. That's you know, Sean McLean. Hey, girl. Hey. What's there up, a few, Steve? few times that I welcome Donna's juror experience, right? I mean, <laughs> she was on jury duty a few weeks ago. It was just the time of her life. She felt oh, like yeah. she was on an adult field trip. She loved it. And lo and behold, we have this huge court case that comes through. And so normally, we'd have to go meet with My Talk Brass, and we'd have to get really pushy with both Dan and Amy and say, listen, we need a courtroom expert, damn it, or we walk. Wow. And instead, we don't have to spend any money. We don't have to reach out because we have one of our own, and darn it, she's already on payroll. Donna Valentine, juror number 12, has been following Thank the you. Johnny Thank Depp, you. Amber Heard defamation case. Order. Oh, she's called order, everyone. <laughs> Quiet down. What do we know after oh yesterday? Big day. Here's my takeaway, okay? I don't even know what he's talking about. He's okay. been on the stand for like three hours, uh, maybe said three sentences in those three hours. What do you mean? Does he, does he start to pontificate a little bit? You guys, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. He is the... Listen, my dad was a very slow talker. You know, you'd ask him a question like, hey, uh, dad, what time does the store close? Well, um... I know that last Thursday it was open. <laughs> oh, my God. My friends used to be like, oh, gosh, when they'd call my house, please don't let Donna's dad answer. Oh. Nice, <laughs> nicest man on the planet. But, but, but a little him, laid back dad. in his approach. Oh, super slow talking. Johnny Depp, he, I was getting this really horrible visceral reaction, if that's the right word, where uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God, just spit it out. <laughs> he just... Would you like to hear a sampling? I'm afraid that what you're... Yes, I do want to hear a sampling. Okay, so this this first thing, he's actually talking pretty quickly in this, but he talks about why he brought the lawsuit to begin with. Here is what he said. It's about a minute long, I think. Her accusations had sort of permeated the industry and then made its way through media and social media. became quite a global, let's say, quote-unquote fact and since i knew that there was no truth to it whatsoever i felt it my responsibility to stand up not only for myself but stand up for my children who at the time were in high school i thought it was diabolical that my children would have to go to school and have their friends or people in the school approach them with the infamous People magazine cover with misheard with a dark bruise on her face, and then it just kept multiplying. So it was my responsibility, I felt, to not only attempt to clear my name, but I wanted to clear my children 
of this horrid thing that they were having to read about their father, that was, which was untrue. Okay, somebody so edited out the passage. I was just going to say that, Dawn. Somebody had to edit that out because that's because the I've quickest he's the, spoken. Yeah, we played it this morning. Okay, so that Uh-oh. same clip you played and it was like slower? Yeah. Oh, way slower and a lot of it, ums and ahs in it. I, I mean, was just it was like, like ah! whoa, maybe uh, about this next one, maybe. I don't know. Okay. It almost sounds like he's... We're hearing from Jack Sparrow. I'm getting Jack Sparrow vibes here Same. from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like a performance. A little bit. Okay, so, and, and I'm sure this is his lawyer questioning him, and it's that's why he's being allowed to take so so much time. Yeah. Uh, so he talks about that he he's uh, never uh, struck her, ever. And that runs very contrary to what she has alleged, correct? Ms. Hurt made mm-hmm. these disturbing criminal acts against me that were not based in any species of truth. It was a, it was a complete shock. It just didn't need to go in that direction. Nothing of the kind had ever happened. There were arguments, things of that nature, but never did I myself r- reach the point of striking Ms. Hurt in any way, nor have I ever struck any woman in my life. Okay, that That's sounds edited too. That's edited. These are all edited. Do you have an unedited version? I can version? find it, yeah. Okay, well, you do that um, if you don't mind. No, it's fine. It's We talked about it today. Okay, Steve. Yes? I First yes, of all, uh, I believe him. He talked about his drug use. He talked about, you know, his upbringing and, and, and abuse um, from his mother. He talked about his sister. He talked about getting... Um, uh, addicted to painkillers at one point and he had he had some ailment he was prescribed a prescription and he would take the the pills but then to ease the pain but then at some point you start taking it so you won't have a withdrawal symptoms mm. he's not he hasn't done drugs since he's gone clean so he says you know he's okay. like nope I can't I, I I can't I can't go through that again uh, he talked about that, but seriously, I listened for a half an hour. Oh, well, how did you not fall asleep? I, it's not the falling asleep. It's the anger that was taking over. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Again, and not because of so what difficult. he was saying, but because of how he was saying it. Yes. yes. I have it now. Okay. okay. TMZ right. made me watch an ad. Sorry. No problem. Thank about you. six years ago, um, uh, Miss Hurd made... Uh, some quite heinous and um, uh, disturbing uh, brought these disturbing criminal um, acts um, against uh, me that uh, that were not based in any species of truth Oh, wow. So that's that same thing that we yeah. just heard. Yes. That's the raw, it was, uh, unedited it's only been 40 shock, seconds. Uh, For him to say a sentence. That it would, it, it just didn't need to go in that direction. Um, as. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I know the mouth sounds are driving me crazy, too. Nothing, nothing of the kind had ever happened. Okay. We can so, say full things during his pauses. 
I'm just going to turn it off. That's Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. It's just such a disservice to him. And I, I agree with you, like, to be serious about this. Mm-hmm. I do believe him. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily not believe Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a, always perspective. It is. And we weren't there. So but gosh, there's a rub messy. there with, because it's easier to be gray in uh, verbal abuse. But I find that quite interesting that he is making the claim there, and a big claim at that, which again runs very contrary to some of the allegations, that he never struck her nor any woman in his entire life. So Mm -hmm. that feels like the rubber's going to hit the road there. I mean, I guess we'll be hearing from Amber Heard, but Mm -hmm. only one of them can be telling the truth there, whereas Mm -hmm. if you were talking about verbal abuse... I think there's more gray area as to what was acceptable speech in that relationship versus when it crossed the line, which is usually different. But physical contact is physical contact. Right. And right now, it sounds like he was the one who was verbally abused. But in her defense, I would just like to say, we had the story yesterday about her friend said, oh, she was so bored hanging out with him. Those old guys who played guitar all day. I get it now. (laughs) daughter oh my god could you imagine having a conversation with him like at a dinner party i'd be like i'm gonna use the restroom i'll be right back i would go out the back door and get in my car (laughs) and go home (laughs) yeah it would this would irritate daughter because as i heard you talking about what was upsetting you about johnny depp i thought this is directed toward me I know that oh, it's, she no. sees me in Johnny Depp in terms of, here's a simple question to which I lean back in my chair and say, is it interesting story about what color this wall is that I'm looking at? Yeah, and then Donna starts. But at least you talk in a normal uh, pace, you know? I actually know it's very fast. And yeah, I still go a, a very talker. long time. That's true. But at least, There's you so know, many things I it. could pay attention. Anyway, um, I'm not sure when she's taking the stand. She is taking the stand, though, right? I would imagine, absolutely. Well, that would be her choice with her attorney, because then she's going to have to be cross-examined if she takes the stand. I believe he did say in opening statements that you will hear from her herself. Oh, that's right, that's right. And he said it would be, you know very graphic and and uh hard to listen to and all that kind of stuff so we'll yeah, see what happens yeah. we got to go though Donna. all right we can't just keep talking okay to take a breather <laughs> fine um how about this when we come back i have a full tv edition of things that make you go huh this morning can you figure this out by the time a kid reaches 14 they have seen eleven thousand of these hmm. on television by by the time a kid reaches the age of 14 they've seen eleven thousand of these on television. Okay. I blame Donna for the answer. That when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. What should I have for lunch next Tuesday? Will there be flying cars in a few years? What if aliens arrive on Earth tomorrow? Um, Steve, Steve, you must learn to live in the present. The Y is offering group classes to help you be more mindful and live in the moment. Joined by April 30th, and enrollment is just 15 bucks with 10% off dues till June. Wait a minute. Isn't that... Thinking ahead. Oh, cute. Join at ymcanorth.org. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun and where Steve's got fun facts. Well, I don't make these facts up. I just report them for the betterment of all who hear them. I gave you this before the break. Did you figure it out? By the time a kid reaches the age of 14, they have seen 11,000 of these television. 
commercials. 11,000 commercials by the time they turn 14. Okay, that's pretty good. Now we go to Donathan McLean. Don, care to guess? By the time a kid turns 14, they've seen 11,000 of these on television. Boobies. Okay, now I thought my, somebody... My guess I, was commercials, but I just wanted to be different. Oh, I could have seen I that like as it, a guess. I like it. Remember, I said I blame Donna for this. I don't know if that oh. would have informed, uh, informed your guess at all. Court cases. Murders. Oh, they have seen. Why am I laughing? Eleven thousand murders because people, respectfully, Donna, you know my feelings about you, uh, but because of Donna's insatiable, bloodthirsty hunger for more murder and terrible things that are going on in the world, they keep making shows about that, and then kids keep walking through the room, and it's like at that point James was stuffed into a duffel bag. <laughs> Donna's licking her chops. What size bag is that? Ew. Sorry, I don't think you're going to murder anybody, but, you know, few things are surprising in life anymore. Am I right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, see, admission. Uh, let's see. In 1926, J.L. Baird unveiled the very first television, which had only 30 lines and really produced a very coarse image. Just for comparison, 30 lines, let's all act like we know what that means, okay. on the very first TV, 1,080 lines now. Like when you hear 1080p, oh, like in HD, I 1080p, yes, of course. Yes. it started at 30, 30. and now it's at 1080. Where's wow. television going to be Pixels, isn't that in right? 20 years? Do you ever wonder? 30 pixels? What's going to happen? I don't know. To television... What will uh, autonomous vehicles be like in 20 years? You know, 20 or 25 years is a big enough jump forward that I would just think, I wonder what what's going to be happening. How big are TVs going to be in our homes? They're going to take over the entire wall. Oh, people will be like, do you want any wall with that TV? Yeah, you know how Hunger mm-hmm. Games, aren't there like just lots of, like the entire wall is taken up and then there's like, 50 different things going on at once, you know, mm. random cameras on random things. Looks mm. exhausting. It really does. I think I'll be reading by that. Yeah, me <laughs> too. All the time. It's In my new pastime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Late Late Show of Ireland, which started in 1962, and The Tonight Show, which started in 1954, those are the longest running TV talk shows in the world. The Tonight Show here and the Late Late Show of Ireland. Wow. Okay. See that? Aren't you glad you learned that? Thank you. Let's go back in time again. The first television advertising. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. ...ever was broadcast on July 1st, 1941 in New York. The advertisement was for Bulova Watch, and it lasted a total of 20 seconds. It aired before a baseball game between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Brooklyn Dodgers. TV advertisements or advertisements back at that time, 1941, cost $9. That's Nine pricey. bucks and you get a TV ad. Yeah, what's $9 in 1941? Probably like $200 now? Yeah. Something like that? I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see <laughs> here. Yeah. A whole bunch of these that are... I love Steve's dramatic pauses in between. He's much. like Johnny Depp over here. I know, I right? We'll, edit out, we'll edit out the pause in the podcast later. Um, pilot is for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's yeah. not a bad Depp. That that's was my pretty, Depp. That's, that's a, not a bad Depp. It's a pretty good Depp. The original on-aired pilot for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia costs only $200 to make. Some of the footage did make it actually into the series opening credits. Uh, it was all shot by a digital camera through a car window. Member digital cameras. Those things are nearly extinct now. When do you see somebody pull out a digital camera, which 10 years ago, it was like, what, what's the, what, is, what, what pixels do you have there on that? Uh, what's the, uh-huh. what, how many megapixels do you have on that digital camera? You pull a digital camera out now, it may as well come with like a puff of smoke whenever you take the picture. Yeah. It I seems think so you old. see them probably at events, weddings and such. You see the I... big long lens cameras from professional photographers, but you're not going to ever travel anywhere with your little Nikon Sanyo digital camera. Yeah, it's just yeah, crazy. Yeah. They probably thought, digital camera makers probably thought 10 years ago, boys, we've done it now. You know, we're just going to dive into coins for the rest of our lives. We've struck it rich. Now they are so passe. You never see everybody those Everybody had one. It was like a revolution because everybody had a, um, a MySpace account yes. and you would populate your MySpace with all the fun that you did. It was like you were capturing everything. And it's like, last night out at the bars, you know, yes. I had a late blooming thing. So when I was 35, I was doing this. <laughs> oh. My daughter you know, was I 18. Know- I was like, let's party. You remember this with digital cameras? I've told the story before. You just would hand off the camera, and like if friends came over, you're like, "Oh yeah, we went to Mardi Gras." And here, look at these yeah. pictures. Um, after my wife had our first baby, uh, she was breastfeeding a lot. Anyway, we like the baby's looking cute. We're like, "Let's take a picture." We take a picture. Is that any good? Take another picture. We keep toggling back and forth, and we're like, "Yeah, I think that one's the best one." And then <laughs> it dawned on me: this is how much breasts are out early when there's a child if you're breastfeeding. It was at that point that, after looking at it for a minute, I said. Your boob is fully out, fully out in that picture. And we would have almost turned the camera off and then said, here, look at the pictures that we got of the baby. Right, And there just would have right. been her yes, left if breast. if you got them developed. As we pose yeah. with the baby. Yeah. Right. I get Thanks it, for Steve. listening. You're welcome. Thanks for being you. <laughs> Red <laughs> Table that. Talk has a trailer out. Does it mention the Will Smith slap? We'll discuss next. We're back. 
Beck. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Hi, Steve. Donna. Hey, what's up? What a blessing to work alongside you every day. What I do so right to, mm. to land me in this seat. Man, privileged. Hashtag blessed. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Don, we're so happy to have you here. How was the morning show, by the way? We should ask her that more often, Donna. We're very self-involved. How was the morning oh, show? Oh, I have to move on from that to do your show. <laughs> it was she fine. Yeah, yeah, we have I all don't these know. different things. I got to get in the Donna and Steve experience mood. In yeah, the- and it's different from the morning show. It is. You've got to switch gears. You really uh-huh. do. Um, what's different about it? What do you think? You know what I hate? <laughs> you know what I hate? <laughs> you know, never um, wonder. Oh, a little more loosey-goosey. Are we more loosey-goosey, or is the morning show more loosey-goosey, um, like from a production standpoint? Like, um, like, are we asking who's more prepared? <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer that, really. It's just two different shows. It's just different. I'm going to keep myself out of trouble here. Oh, okay. We have very, oh, yeah, she's going to offend us, and then we'll be... My mom's we'll listening. She likes to email Jason oh, and Alexis. Hey, uh, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she'll rat right. you out if you say anything ill. Yeah, um, I don't know. I love well, both. We appreciate that you work on both shows. Yes, yes. I'm trying to find your clip right now. That's why I sound distracted. Listen, we love oh. you. We're happy that you're here. Now, listen, <laughs> okay. I um, I smelled a rat a while back on this fig news headline that went out. Sidebar, the Trump impersonator on SNL did an amazing bit over the weekend. Oh, really? Oh, oh, he did this I whole thing about it. Easter. It was so funny. Oh, my gosh. This guy is so good because he's an Instagram TikTok impersonator who ended up getting cast on SNL. And listen, God love Alec Baldwin, but that was that was this is a this is a, a an impression in presidential impressions go one of two ways. It's either like totally campy and you know, it's not it's very exaggerated or it's very accurate. And this is a very accurate one in terms of the sound of his voice. Sure. Okay. Body language. Okay. Oh, my gosh. It had us laughing. Anyway, um, why did I say? Oh, because I said fake news about the red table talk. It was radar online. Always be cautious of radar online. They had a uh, headline a couple weeks ago that said Will and Jada were going to be talking about the slap during the red table talk. Um, but I think it was, that seemed like as far as I could see, that was a radar online story. They weren't picking it up from somewhere else. It was one of their quote unquote sources and maybe it will still happen. But I think that in the days that followed that, that first week after the slap at the Oscars, I think as the week went on, the tone of everything obviously changed as people processed and had their own take on it etc and i think that will and jada are both smart enough to know that that cannot be handled in-house you it just can't like the public feelings about it are so loud and pronounced and people ask someone their take on will smith and they will have a take on what happened and you just can't handle that with a husband and wife. You can if it's about your own entanglement. You can if it's about this. You need Oprah. No, all right. Now, wait a second. Are you saying that they are not going to have this on this season of Red Table Talk? I don't think so. You don't think so? It's not that you don't know so. No, because... I don't know. No, but the the headline came out and it was like, hey, they're turning down all... Radar Online had a story. Like the day or two days after the Oscars. And I just say a little bit of caution with Radar Online. They're not exactly... They're a gossip website, right? It's like a clickbait. It's salacious headlines. And unless they've changed over the years, and I, I will stand corrected if that's the case, 
But I just thought, this doesn't feel like it has legs. No one else was picking it up that they were turning down all these places so that they could do the Red Table Talk. I'm sure that they turned out, they've turned down a, probably a gazillion interview requests, but I don't think it is saving it for a Red Table Talk. Okay. I would not put my money on that. I think that they know they need a third party, a trusted, respected interviewer who will hold them accountable or will or whatever, take them to task, but also, you know, be fair. Whereas if it's Jada and Will, again, you can do that if it's talking about your own relationship issues and you feel the need to control that narrative there. I understand that because that's your own relationship that has become public. This is something that, as Will has even acknowledged in his written apology, this impacted everybody who saw it. It was upsetting to everybody. And so I just don't think it would be wise for your first interview to be a red table talk if you want to continue to hash it out after you sit down i don't know i almost feel like they want the publicity they want i i would think that jada and will would want to control you know popularize even more their i totally disagree okay totally disagree and i do think the two of them should be part of an interview together at some point at some point, I think that that's that would be a well constructed thing, or to you, bring you know, her out mid interview or something like that. Yeah, I think, and maybe I'm being naive here. I don't think this is a play for publicity or to boost the red table talk at all. Because you, my take is this: I think what what happened has really shaken Will Smith. Where and we've talked about it ad nauseum. I understand, but you know. What we've never seen and why it's so hard to wrap your head around is you watch somebody have their best and worst professional night all in the same night on live TV, played out in front of millions mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Publicity, he's never been, he got, you know how they say no publicity is bad publicity? False. Ask Will Smith if he feels that way about being the most talked about person on the planet for a week. I don't, I think, I I am guessing that there has been a, a paradigm shift in Will Smith that comes from something that is such a big moment that throws you off your charted course that it forces you to take another perspective. And so I don't think that there's, I do not think there's a publicity thing there. I think that on the other side of it, that they, and maybe this is me hoping that they realize we can't, we, this is not a time, Red Table Talk is as popular as it needs to be right now, even without Will Smith coming out. The fact that we're even talking about Red Table Talk having a new trailer, it's already got the, its own publicity. They need to walk this out the right way. And that is not by starting with a Red Table Talk, hmm. in my opinion. All right. Where's Oprah? Oprah interviewed Will when his book came out. And she said she thought it was the best memoir she ever read hmm. because it was very honest it was very entertaining, and I think that dawned on me a couple of days ago, and I thought, all the more reason why Oprah might be the one to land a sit-down interview, because she just chatted with him, and so that allows her even more of an interesting position as the interviewer to juxtapose where we were just a few months ago and where we are now. And let's talk about what happened from the last time that we got together and we talked about the book and celebrated your career to where we are now. I hope that we get an Oprah interview. She's my number one. Okay. I like it. I I would be down with that. I I, let's let's not forget that he's probably in some facility right now. 
Remember, there was a there was a report that he had gone away for a while to work on himself. Yeah, somewhere in Malibu or something like that. So he did a thing where he went across the. Gosh, it may have been a different country. It may have been like halfway around the world. Hmm. I'm trying to remember this from his book that I that he read to me, Audible. He went and you may have been hearing reports initially after the slap that uh, he had worked with a a guru, a therapist. I don't know what the appropriate term is, but someone who had talked about there are two wills inside of you, and one is they they named Mr. Fluffy, who is the people pleaser in all of all of that, and they legit named it Mr. Fluffy. And um, some people were saying having <laughs> that information, Donna. Donna? Okay, Donna, sorry. Come on. All right, you stop. Some people <laughs> you said having Mr. Fluffy, not me. Having Mr. Fluffy, that that Will was maybe it was the after effect of that sort of um, guidance or therapy or whatever you want to call it. That was like, don't let Mr. Fluffy does not need to be in control anymore. People pleaser guy. <laughs> Is he related hey, to Mr. Fluffer? That's all I want to know. Same thing. Same guy. No, different. <laughs> and I think that's sort of bad counsel that that person gave Will. All right, you guys are. All right, all right. Do we get to hear the trailer or no? I, I can't. It's that's, not in the grid. I can't cares? find it. I do have some of it with Janelle Monet that's been cut <gasps> out of I an Access her. Hollywood uh, yeah. part. If you want to hear that. Sure. Okay. Listen to that. My dad had gotten on crack cocaine. I was dealing with real rejection, abandonment issues. Happy that somebody invited me. I said, are you kidding me? The red table? In upcoming episodes, actress Kim Basinger also joins the hosts for her first interview in more than a decade. In a preview clip, the Oscar winner gets honest about the crippling anxiety she dealt with amid her divorce from Alec Baldwin. I wouldn't leave the house. I would no longer go to dinner. I had to relearn to drive. We went through a heavy duty, very out loud when you're in the public divorce. The former couple's wow. so okay. part of it. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. I like maybe it. Maybe because it's on Facebook Watch. Is that the only place it's released? I, I tried to so. find it on YouTube. Yep. I typed I in the Facebook official watch. Red Taylor. Red Taylor. Taylor Swift, <gasps> what? Red. Taylor Swift. No, 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 Donna. Donna, no. Available Swore. now. I looked Eddie's. all over. I... No, that's good. Okay. Uh, those are good guests. Yeah, I know. Really good. She guests. also interviews the parents of oh, gosh, the former um, Miss. Oh, the her woman who Crystal, took her uh, own life. Yes, in New York. Uh, she's a beauty queen, and she jumped. Oh gosh. So out that's going to be yeah. a very, very emotional discussion. Okay. I'm going to watch this. I've never watched an episode in my life. I haven't either. Sold. Thank you. We haven't heard from Will in three weeks, by the way. I, what is it? Three weeks or four been, weeks? Oh, boy. This week, yeah, this is three three weeks, I believe. And by the last, way, uh, Instagram post. I, I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a, re, a tabloid report that the two of them haven't have hardly spoken since that night. Um, Tensions between them have been really bad. There have been problems for years, but now they're barely speaking. Um, And and that Will doesn't want a divorce, but there's only so much he can take. Mm. Well, I go back to in his book, he talks about her big birthday party that he threw Mm -hmm. a few years ago and uh, went over the top and had all these surprises and all of this. And he was like, he just produced the bejesus out of this thing. And then after the big culminating moment of that, thinking, uh, look at what I've done, this grand uh, display of love Uh for Jada. She was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go back to the hotel. 
And then, like, it's a huge party, super expensive party. They go back to the hotel and have a blowout fight all about, she's like, that is the most egocentric thing. Like, he thought, oh, look at all this love I'm showing you. And she said, that is, there is so much ego in that. That was all about Will. Look what Will was able to do for this. So they had, you can, I mean, that's a. Wow, he talks about that. You know. Oh, he does. And so my point is, when that happened that night, I said to my wife, what he thinks might have been a grand display of love mm. has before been ill. Re- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Received, and I just wonder if it, you know, could have the potential to be that again. Oh, sure. The that's same type of really thing. really telling that mm-hmm. story. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Because again, I, same exact thing. We're... She's probably embarrassed. Like that's not what well, I would have wanted. About him. Yeah. Oh wow. Flexing. Yeah. I want to really want to listen to that book now. Oh. I wish I could share it with you. It's a, well, if you guys don't like the pace at which Johnny Depp talks during the defamation, I'm yeah. just telling you, Will Smith is not too far ahead of him in the oh. race around. The I race. played a clip and I was like, he sounds normal to me. I played at one and a half speed is where I have it set. Oh, I'll, I'll listen. That's what I'll do. I'll listen to it at one and a half speed. There you go. There you go. All but right. boy, did it pay off. Listening to that ended up really paying off. Well, so yeah. I have all these little anecdotal things that I'm like, oh, what about that? What about that? What about that? We gotta and, go. And we thank you. Okay, when there we come go. back, uh, remember Cash Me Outside, girl? Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> We'll give you an update on her. <laughs> and I was shocked when I read the update. So we'll, we'll tell you um, the purchase that she just made uh, when we return. Let's all stick around, shall we? It's the Donna okay. and Steve experience on My Talk. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. If you see something, you should say something, you know? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, right. Let's do it. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? If you Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Good morning, everyone. I'm TV Steve Patterson Hello. reporting opposite Donna Valentine. What's up? And I saw a crazy headline today. Remember the Cash Me Outside girl? Cash Me on... Outside. How about that? I like her music. <laughs> she was on. She's uh, pretty good. She was Doc- really good. Oh, well, Dr. Phil, she is where she got her. She was crazy. She was like, hey, hey, we're going to fight. Let's go fight outside. Like threatening, I mean, like wild. audience members. Yeah, like... you cash me outside. And then Dr. Phil's like, wait, now, what did you just say? And then her cash mom would outside. translate. What does that mean? Yeah, it means you, what I said it means. Cash me outside. <laughs> like, that's where we're going to fight. Catch me outside. Cash me outside. Well, evidently, she is doing well. Cash me outside, girl. Bad baby. B-H-A-D, B-H-A-B-I-E, pays all cash for a $6.1 million Florida mansion. Guys, all cash is the... I would have blown right past this headline. All cash for a $6.1 million Florida mansion. I don't think she was showing up with a suitcase filled with, you know, large bills. No, I... I, (laughs) 
understand that. But I like that. the cash, you know, tie-in. Yeah, cash, cash me outside. outside. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, but what she didn't have to do was take out a 30-year mortgage. Right. Uh, evidently, cash me outside, girl, hashtag bad behavior, is doing so well that she can pay in cash, write a check, wire the money for a $6.1 million home. I don't know. what the, I read it, and I was like, what, is, what does this mean? What am I supposed to take away from it? I don't know, guys. I do know this. It's a pretty slick-looking house. I'll link it up on the... Uh, oh, yeah. Let's look link at it. Link it up. I'll link, link it, it up. up. Yeah. But you guys can check on the link right there. Scroll down. Um, she's got 16 million Instagram followers. That's pretty good. 16 million. I think she's... She is 19 years old. Um, seven bedroom, seven bathroom. Uh, all of the amenities are there. Modern 2020 estate, completely redone. Oh, wow. That's nice. She also has a Bentley in, uh, that she's posing next to in the, yeah, she's leasing that. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. uh, She bought it. She bought the house. She's got, I mean, her, my favorite song of hers is called Gucci flip flops (laughs) and Lil Yachty is in it. And, um, David Spade's in the video. It has 187 million views. Do you want me to play a little bit of it? Yes, I'll of take course. It out of the podcast. This is the clean version. Here we go. Good Gucci flip flops. He hits you to massage. This a big watch. Diamond dripping off with a clock. Put a six out. Winter time. Dropping the sock. Give it to the girl. Turn the shit up a notch. Gucci flip flops. Make a kick rock. It's a big clock. I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I work out to it. That's no, I get it. That's a workout. This That's a banger. Going You're doing up the some master right now. Yes, Queen. One yes. step at a time. It's great. And David Spade knocks on the door, and she says something that is almost unintelligible. That's so funny. And because he's like, "Are your parents here?" And then she's like, "I can't do it. It's all very dirty, but it is oh. funny." I got to see what this girl looks like now. She's oh, super yeah. pretty. And she, from what I hear. She has a great work ethic. She's worked really hard to become this artist. And uh, people are helping her because she shows up on time. And oh, wow. she's a very hard worker. So I isn't wonder, that I, a different I, perception than what she thought the path that she was? She took her celebrity and yeah. was like, now I have a chance to get out of this situation. She did something with it. Yeah. yeah, there's there's truth to that. I wonder how she feels about the the cash me outside. Now, I I grant you, it was the trampoline that you know gave her all this air underneath her feet. Yeah. That being said, does she look back on that now, having experienced quite a bit of financial success? Does she look back on that and say, "I've grown from who I was, who you saw me as on Doctor Phil. I've Oprah evolved. Needs I've matured." Yeah. I Oprah. hope she's nice to her mom. Wait a minute. So you're telling me it's going to be a Will Smith. Oprah sits down with Will Smith midway through. Yeah. Cash Me Outside Girl comes in. <laughs> Let's stack them up. Who else do we want Oprah to talk to? I want, you know, she's doing a lot of the mother-daughter stuff or, you know, parent-child. <gasps> yeah. Get this girl on there with her mom. Because she was, Goli, yes, I think is her name. it is. She was so mean to her mother on that episode and just like mm, she did sad. not care about what she was doing out on the streets she was she just was uncontrollable causing trouble she need you know what she needed she needed boot camp that's what she needed yeah but those scared straight ended scared up being straight, yeah. real bad remember paris hilton's story oh. oh yeah but i mean like i mean who was it was it that used was to send them off super nanny it was like montel 
Montel would send them off. It was kind of like the scared straight thing when yeah. kids would be sent to a prison and then the, these prisoners would come and be like, you want to end up like me? You know, like spitting yeah. in their face and the kids are crying. It's like, you better get your bleep together. And they're like, Ugh. one of the greatest scared straight bits ever was actually on Taylor the office. Swift. On the office when Michael Scott, played by Steve Carell, uh, there was a former convict who was hired, and Michael Scott found out about this. Everybody was suddenly very interested in this new employee who was a former con, ex-con, and he's like, wait a minute, this everybody's thinking like jail is super fun now. I need to go set the record straight. So then he comes in as uh, Prison Mike and does about 45 seconds with a purple bandana on, just yelling at people. He's taking on this character. It is one of the greatest scenes from The Office of all time. If you know, you know Prison Mike. Prison Mike. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome, Donna. Thanks and now we dance. Grace today. Hey, Don. Oh, Don, you're awesome. Yeah, you, you have we to understand. You. We love you. And you have to understand, we're just half-assing it. Honest to goodness. We've been doing it for years. <laughs> go do a podcast with Kenny now. Okay, oh, bye. no. Oh, wow. That's Tell Kenny bad. we said hi. Hello. All right. All right. Uh, she's going out. Chili Dog. Ray Chili Dog coming in. we got some music news. When we come back, Don and Steve.